You know what you want in your entertainment and sports network? I don't know, like, uh, what would you call a network like that? Maybe ESPN. Uh, you want politics. That's what I want. And they continually deliver. And it's, it's great. Uh, although this little situation that's developing, or that developed, uh, is kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, we'll get into that, tell you what's going on uh, there. Also, we've got some amazing video from Georgetown and American Universities in D.C. It'll, it'll cause you some maybe consternation, perhaps, for uh, what our what our children believe about this country. That and more coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but I tend to think that there are some experiences uh, in life better left unlived. Take identity theft, for example. I really don't have to go through it to know that it sucks. I can kind of figure out that that one is something I want to avoid. And I can figure that out in my head. I don't need to experience it. If you feel the same way, then what are you doing about it? What are you doing to make sure that you don't have to live through it? Because what you should be doing is getting LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. And LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. Uh, They'll send you an alert. Plus, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. You can join up and get uh, 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, you can check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, right before this one, uh, every single day on the Blaze Radio and TV Network, or anytime you get your podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I I think that like Stu does America. That's a lot harder to get to get to, isn't it? <laughs> do you think? <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, here's what you have to do. All right. If you go to it, YouTube I, and you search for, don't make it complicated. Stu. Stu. Like S T E W, like a no S T U. Oh, okay. All right. And what will happen is you'll see Studios mm-hmm. America, the channel. You should subscribe to it. I will see it, uh, and then yes. I subscribe, and then I rate mm-hmm. it. Yeah, just type. How just many? Like one and a half stars. Five stars. Five stars is the appropriate number okay. of stars. Would you say for both? I think for both those programs, uh, they both deserve five stars. They're great frankly. programs. Yeah, and you should yeah. definitely rate them five stars. Also available, of course, mm-hmm. on. Uh, all the podcast platforms you may happen to uh, frequent, mm-hmm. as well as this radio show every day. You can get it for uh, for free. Check it out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. should definitely do that. Um, ESPN having a little issue again. <clears throat> ESPN is seemingly always having some issues lately. Uh, but this one's kind of a non-issue to me. I, I mean, mm-hmm. there, I don't... Did she... Did Rachel Nichols really... Do something really horrible? Yes, here? she did. She, she did something did absolutely do something horrible. Horrible, Pat. Okay, tell me about it, because I I was under the mistaken impression that it wasn't that big a deal. Oh my god! What? Yeah, yeah, I was. You bastard! But maybe I don't know the full story. Apparently not. Okay, so Rachel Nichols is a broadcaster mm-hmm. for on ESPN. 
She was one of she's one of the main NBA announce uh hosts of their, you know, their post game yeah. show or whatever, pregame show. Seen her many, many times. Yep. Very well known. She apparently had an issue where she left on her microphone. You cannot Uh-oh. do this in today's society. Oh, that's for sure. Cannot. And had a private conversation, oddly, with one of like LeBron James's advisors. He has a, I would have never guessed he had an advisor the way he acts. I mean, I would have just totally assumed he was he's just a going, bad advisor. Uh, yes, whatever. I don't, it's a very or strange one. Maybe LeBron ignores everything his advisor advises. Yeah, maybe that's possible. I will say his comments in here are pretty freaking interesting too. It's a side story uh, in this in this conversation. So uh, basically, Rachel Nichols wants to be the lead. Uh, anchor of the nba coverage Mm -hmm. and realizes after her very long resume and lots of success and very well known realizes she's not getting the gig for the 2020 nba finals now why would that happen i i don't know she seems to be highly qualified she seems to be well liked by everybody Mm -hmm. uh i've never heard you know she never you hear bad occasionally you'll hear from sports fans they don't particularly like female announcers as much Mm -hmm. uh they seem to like her uh, Beth What's-Her-Face is a really good example of that. Beth What's-Her-Face. Beth What's-Her-Face, who does the play-by-play uh, college football from oh, time to time. Mm. Have you not watched uh, coverage I play-by-play don't remember, done by Beth, Beth What's-Her-Face? She, she's not, not your favorite. Oh, my. No, not no. my favorite. And that's been a, a, a standard complaint <laughs> from guys over the years, right? <laughs> I mean, we can admit yes. that that's been something that other guys, not us, not us. have, uh, have Beth What's-Her-Face is fine. Now she's, sure she's perfectly fine. <laughs> so... But Rachel Nichols has always been yeah, she's, one of the anchors that I thought has been mm-hmm. highly you know, well-respected. Sage Steele is another one on, on ESPN that I think oh, people yeah, I like really Sage. like. I yep. never heard a bad word about her. Uh, female announcers can do great jobs and yep. uh, whatever. So what's interesting here is she's off camera. She realizes she's losing this gig. She's losing this gig to Maria Taylor. Now, Maria Taylor is, an, is a woman as well, an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. Now... Think about you in this situation for a second. If you're Rachel Nichols, you just lost your big primetime gig, right? Mm-hmm. You're pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Now, people at times in those private conversations might say stuff that, you know, like they don't necessarily have evidence of, but they're, you know, expressing frustration. And especially if, like she says it is, it's in your contract mm-hmm. that you're going to have that gig. Right. This is her then gig. you'd especially be upset about Yeah. It. So here's what she says in a private <clears throat> conversation. She says, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. End quote. Uh Uh-oh. This has been... This is the type of thing at ESPN that it gets turned into an international incident. Now, what's fascinating about this is someone we don't know who. Who could it be? I don't know. I don't have evidence as to who it was. But I will say someone held on to this recording for like a year and has now Mm. somehow gotten it to the New York Times right around the moment Maria Taylor is renegotiating her contact with ESPN. Now... Look, who could it be? It could be anyone in the whole world. <laughs> it's like the guy uh, in the Netflix series, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson's dressed up as a hot dog in a hot dog costume after a hot dog car crashes into a clothing store. And they're all looking around. Who did this? 
and the guy in the hot dog costume is saying, I don't know. Who could it be? It could be any of us. <laughs> it's you in the hot dog costume. You were driving the hot dog car. Now, we don't have any evidence that she was driving the hot dog car in this particular situation, but it could be. Could be. Let's give us some scenarios. Could be one of someone who's uh, aligned with her. Could be someone random. Could be someone who just really cared about racial justice, Pat. Mm-hmm. Could be someone with just could. a hardcore belief in racial justice. It who very knows well could be. who it could be. But it's interesting that it's coming up, particularly at this time, uh, when apparently the the belief is that ESPN has offered Maria Taylor multiple millions of dollars, but she wants multiple millions of dollars more. She wants something like eight million dollars a year. Wow! At least that's the uh, oh. that's the reporting going yeah, on I w- right now. I want that too. I want it too. <laughs> I want that too. I want Can I just state that now? I want that too. I want eight million dollars a year. What I find to be completely fascinating about this story, and first of all, it falls right in to the Pat Gray sweet spot mm-hmm. of liberals eating their own. Because yeah. if you notice the comments from Rachel Nichols, she's not saying it's unfair to give someone a job they don't necessarily deserve because of their physical characteristics. She's saying that's fine. They should just take yeah. away other people's jobs <laughs> instead of hers. Right. Right. And she's also right. saying that uh, she she mm-hmm. was on this bandwagon already on the female side of it. So she's actually seemingly for people being promoted because of their physical characteristics yep uh, because she believes there's been some injustice against those people right so she's not against she wouldn't say like i think i don't think she would summarize her position as i think the best person should get the job no matter what their what their skin color or gender right that's not what she's saying no she's saying women should get diversity hires maybe even Mm -hmm. uh she's saying that espn has a bad record on diversity and they should be promoting black women to these roles. Just don't take my gig. I want I want that money, not her. Give me the money. Give me the job. She can take some white guy's job is basically what she's saying. And does ESPN have a bad record on diversity? Because <laughs> I uh, there are uh, approximately three white men who work uh, at ESPN yeah, now, I think, yeah. uh, at this point. I mean, I'll look. <laughs> I, you know, I don't care. I really don't I care. I don't either, but I never... if you're going to say they have a problem with diversity, there's women and mm-hmm. BIPOCs everywhere on the network. Yeah. There's, like you said, maybe three white people left. Is that too many? Yeah. I mean, look at our own uh, Jason Woodlock, who works here uh, at the at Blaze TV now. Just started. By the way, his show is starting up. I don't know if it's started yet. It's coming soon. He's got a podcast coming out and everything. He's a great, great host. When he was at ESPN, they started, uh, what was it, the Undefeated? It was, a, it was basically supposed to cover the racial, the intersection of race and sports. Mm. And Jason was one of the people who started it. And... If you know Jason and his views on race and sports in that mm-hmm. intersection, they are not approved. Not ESPN by, approved. By ESPN anymore. That's for sure. And so mm-hmm. he's, you know, certainly no longer there. And they took it in a totally different direction, which was essentially mm-hmm. if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez ran a sports publication, <laughs> right? Like, that's what it is now. Um, which is so weird because the average sports fan is not there. Yeah, and, and the average sports fan is not going to the site either. Right. Know, it's, it's more of a political move now mm-hmm. than something that could have been really interesting if you look back at some of jason's work when he was there i mean some of it's fantastic he's always great jason but i mean like it's it's fantastic so what i find to be fascinating about this story though 
is let's just play game theory here for a second, Pat. How would you win in this scenario? Okay. How would you win? We know that Rachel Nichols is in trouble. Why? Because she said they were promoting Maria Taylor to this job because she's a black woman, right? They're trying to just mm-hmm. solve these diversity problems. So they've promoted a black woman into this role, right? Yep. What's fascinating about that is that this is specifically the request from the left <laughs> that you promote people because they are black women, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. the position of everybody was hire the best person for the job. Don't notice their skin color. You shouldn't be noticing their skin color. Okay. The new request is the opposite of that. It's you must notice their skin color. You should give people who are, let's say, African-American, a leg up, whether they are the best person for the job or not. You have to give a black person the job, right? Mm-hmm. We saw this with the um, the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie that came out recently, in, in the Heights, I think it was called, where they got in trouble because they hired almost exclusively Hispanic actors, but not dark-skinned Hispanic actors, or not dark-skinned enough. So it wasn't about oh that gosh. the actors and the singers and the dancers did a bad job or they weren't the most qualified is that they didn't have dark enough skin to to please the woke crowd. So what Rachel Nichols is saying and getting in trouble for and accusing ESPN of doing is the exact thing the woke people are requiring. Mm-hmm. So how could you possibly win in this situation if you say they only put this black woman in this role because she's black, you're bad. However, the woke left is also saying you must put this black woman in this role because she's black. They're saying the mm-hmm. both sides of the issue. It's impossible to win, first of all. Second of all, you shouldn't even be trying to win because it's uh, you know anti-American uh, to, uh, and I think completely wrong, to make decisions based on skin color. It's a thing I've had for a while. I've had this weird inkling throughout my entire life that you should make approximately, exactly, zero decisions in your entire life based on skin color. That's kind of my what? philosophy. Where are you getting that kind of nonsense? There's a couple people <laughs> who brought else, it up. Who else would have felt like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's an outlier of a position to take. It is now. It is now. Who wants it? You know, uh, MLK is not welcome in the movement anymore. Yeah. Uh, someone's you know there's this book anti-racist baby that we've talked about a few times from ibram x kendi and it's basically a way to indoctrinate people into this uh, babies literally babies into this hardcore left-wing woke ideology Mm. you know critical race theory that's all involved in this even though it's occasionally denied um and someone uh asked uh someone but i know hey like you know why don't you you know they posted something negative about anti-racist baby um and they were like well why why don't you like why don't you what's wrong with it being an anti-racist it's like well i prefer the way mlk went about it that's that's Uh the problem here i prefer the way mlk thought about it and i what what is what we have now is this idea that we should discriminate against certain groups yes to try to even some score done by their ancient relatives like that's what I call nuts. Yep. And wrong. And I, you know, I'm not going to teach my kids that. I'm not going to teach babies that. 
Like that's the wrong thing to teach them. And it's it's amazing to see ESPN try to figure out how to navigate this situation because one is saying you should be woke for women, the other person saying you should be woke for black women, and ESPN is, should be saying, "Hey, put the best host on the air. Who's the best host? Put them on the air." And they can't even do that. Can't do it anymore. Incredible. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, you know, here's another example of liberals eating their own. Uh, Gwen Berry, who turned her back on the flag and the national anthem last week and took all the attention from the gold and silver medal winners and put, placed it on her mm-hmm. in the hammer throw competition to see who were going to be our U.S. Olympians in that competition. Um, you know, she's... She's getting some of her own medicine because uh, what the left loves to do is look at your tweets from last week, last month, last year, or last decade, and then beat you over the head with them. Well, somebody looked into the Uh-oh. past tweets of uh, Gwen Berry. Oh, no. And, uh, ooh, there's some nasty stuff in there. This sounds like it's about to take a sad turn, Pat. It, it really is about to. Stu, because uh, she has said some nasty things in the past, like uh, after watching a video of a little white kid acting up, she says, this little white boy being bad as hell, I would smack his ass, then stomp him. Hmm. Stomping a child. Uh, Shaking my head. White people, kids, hella disrespectful. Now, I happen to, uh, I've seen your car before, Pat, and you have a bumper sticker that says white people, kids, hella disrespectful. Hella disrespectful, I, I do. So yeah, yeah. you're on that train. Yeah, I am. But, you, you but have, I think it's okay for me because I'm a white person. You're a white person. So I can, can. You can say those things. I can go ahead and criticize white people. Yes. <laughs> you can say those words. Yes. It's not okay for Gwen Berry to say them. <laughs> exactly right. Even though they might be the same words, mm-hmm. it's, it's still... okay for you to call for stomping children. <laughs> That's if they're right. white, if they're white, not okay not, for her to her. do it. Not her. That's that's that is not cool. <laughs> it's not cool mm-hmm. at all. Then she says uh, another tweet. Just saw this girl wearing heels with white socks. What the hell? Hashtag Chinese people always trying to start <laughs> new trends. <laughs> Shaking my head, girl. Is there a, a big use on Twitter for hashtag Chinese people? I, I don't know. I Maybe there of. is. And I will say, by the way, one interesting thing is the word girl, G-I-R-L. Yeah. Not right. G-U-R-L. Just in or case people. Or G-G-G-U-U-U-R-R-R-L-L-L. That doesn't work. Now, have you ever gone and searched hashtag Chinese people always trying to start new trends? I didn't know. <laughs> I have not. That was a big thing. But again, no. maybe it is. So we don't understand all parts of culture. Exactly. Then there's a, apparently you do know about this trend. I'm pretty sure. Mexicans just don't care about people. <laughs> she wrote that it's all okay. in 2012. Just generalize an entire country yeah, that doesn't yeah, don't care. Worry about it. And you know what? Saying disparaging <laughs> things about Mexicans. I've never seen that burn anyone. <laughs> Right. Uh, never. It's been it's all right. universally approved and cheered on by the media. I've noticed. Oh man. I will say she also. They say that she made li- uh, light of rape during a tweet mm-hmm. when she said, "I'm about to rape my lunch." <laughs> I will say that that just made me laugh. I, I know I'm not supposed to laugh at it, but uh, it did make me laugh. Yeah. You shouldn't rape your lunch, yeah, folks. No, you shouldn't. No. Come on, or, think about or it. Or joke about rape Do in other any things. way, shape, or form. Uh, by the way, she did also criticize women who, she said, 
Shout out to all the females that are gonna get drunk and get wrecked by four dudes, then cry rape this weekend. Whoa. So that's way over the Me Too line. <laughs> Not allowed to say that. You can say it about lunch, Whoa. can't say it about women. Right. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, I don't know. Just when you think things can't get any worse. <laughs> they sort of do. Uh, this campus reform video. Uh, campus reform went out to the Georgetown area with Georgetown students and American University students and asked them about how proud they are uh, about America because it was the 4th of July weekend. It was Independence Weekend and... They just wanted to see where our kids are at. Nice little heartwarming video, right? right? You get some nice reactions, some patriotic people right. saying what they love about this country. Yeah. And and here's here's how it went. Hi, I'm Ophelia Jacobson with Campus Reform. Today we're in Washington, D.C. talking with young Americans to see if they're proud to be an American. Do they think that America is the greatest country in this world? Sure and if do. not, can they name a better country? Let's find out. Sure. Are you proud to be an American? No. I feel embarrassed mm. to be an American mm. every day. Okay. I think okay. a lot of every things day. about this country are really embarrassing. Really? Just like, I mean, like, racist I mean, history, colonization, yes. even currently, just what's going on with politics and the cops. Um, the cops. Not really in this climate. <laughs> no, like, no. I'm a black person. So no, obviously, yeah. I so. experience a lot of... Mm-hmm, obviously, uh, you look. You know, there's like oppression that comes with. She looks that. oppressed. Yeah, um, very oppressed. N- not most of the time. I think sometimes it's just a little embarrassing. We claim to like support everyone, but you know, we, we continue we to do, support yeah. Israel, which is you know, oh, Israel you know, dislocating quite a few Palestinian people. Yeah, it's dislocating people. Yeah, you know, their sad. shoulders mostly. Mm-hmm. It dislocated no. a lot of shoulders. <laughs> proud of what? Yeah, what is there to be proud about if you're black and being like you know? Yeah. It's just like it's a still mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that goes on for black people. Like yeah. I think that's a complicated question for me. I think like. I, I. I think most of the time, no. At least over like the past four years, um, it's oh. been tricky to. It's been tricky. You know, love to be an American. Halfsies on that, like partly, because like I feel like there's certain topics like, where like, it's like very controversial. Like, but like. But like. I don't know. I just yeah, think that our economy just cares it's about money and not like our like, like, p- humans, like yeah, in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I am as proud as I was, but I would still say there's a little bit of country pride. Do you think that America is the greatest country in this world? I think, I mean, like, to be a white person, it's pretty good to live here, but like overall, <laughs> I don't think it's the greatest country in the world. Sure. No. 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 I no. feel like the American no. dream is so sought after that it's not so even a thing anymore. That it's not a thing. I don't even really think what? It, what? there is an American dream really anymore. I mean, like, <laughs> I would honestly uh-huh. rather kind of live somewhere else. Yes. Um, like where? I mean, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'd say that it's like the greatest in like the Olympics, the Olympics. I don't know. America's not really known for being like the most hospitable place, even though we have uh-huh. a reputation. Uh huh. Like where it's like you can come here and do what you want to be, do, be what you want to be, hmm. and do what you want to do. Wait, but that's the opposite. It's not of what really you... um, <laughs> right? the most welcoming to most people. Uh, Immediately, can you name a country yourself. that's more welcoming than the United States? Um, um, not really. I don't really know that. I don't surprise. really have that much information. Can you name a better country than the United States, in your opinion? No. I'm not sure if I can. Hmm. Uh oh. I don't think I can. Oh no. Um, I mean, there's probably amazing a really. T- Tiny European country that yes, yeah. Liechtenstein, Monaco. Ooh. Good question. Europe, 
Mm-hmm. Europe's not a country. <laughs> well, you get what I'm saying. Have you, you ever considered moving you know to another country? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I sure, think I had sure. joked about it. I uh-huh. like joked, but was you know fully serious. Like, oh, I'm gonna move to you Canada. Joked, but yeah, you're fully I mean, serious. I personally, I'm the type of person that likes to help people, so I was, I, I would actually consider going someplace like more with more poverty. Yeah, <laughs> Would you be willing to give up your U.S. citizenship? I want to live in a place with more poverty. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, yeah. Yeah. it's not uh, that necessary. I mean, I can still take vacations here. Definitely, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. God would you say that a, a college has helped shape your perception uh, of being not proud to be an American? Yes. I would say, yeah, because yeah, I went to I an HBCU. Too. So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, absolutely. Sure, I also, good, I mean, I went good. to American, which is an extremely, like, liberal bubble school. So uh-huh. I know it's kind of like lots of liberals mm, kind just of like preaching to the lots. choir. But I think I learned a lot that yeah. I'm from Georgia, and I would have never learned if I had not taken those classes, <laughs> just about the way the justice system works and uh-huh. zoning I, laws and everything else. So I think college laws. opened my eyes to zoning a lot laws of a big thing. It's a big... The, the, the zoning laws are so outrageous in this country. Mm. I'm glad she found out about the zoning laws because we try to keep that one secret yeah we, we do we try to kind of sweep that under the rug the zoning law well, situation that's why american <laughs> university was created to keep teach kids about zoning, zoning laws. laws yeah yeah and that's why by I think the way it's in their charter it is as in a their matter charter. of fact it yeah. is and that's also why you have to pay forty nine thousand eight hundred and eighty nine dollars per year to go there Oh, the oppression for that, the zoning law, for the zoning law. Yeah. Information you're going to get the impression of this country. We are terrible at oppressing people. <laughs> we really are. Like the one lady who's like, you know what? It's just terrible to be here was carrying a bag from Foxtrot Market, mm-hmm. which is um, a, a, a incredibly upscale market mm-hmm. where you buy fine wines and cheeses. Mm. Uh, you know, again, like, like government cheese. No, because no, <laughs> no, Im- really, <laughs> all sorts of imported cheeses from all around the world, from those poverty countries, uh, and uh, it, you know, high high end coffee bar. Uh, it's a very nice place to go. I mean, I as a fan of America, I'm well, glad there are places like it. That's in, how oppressive she is, though. She has to go there for her cheese. It doesn't just get delivered <laughs> yeah. to her door. It's true. Oh, it could be. It could be delivered to <laughs> her door. It? Yeah. Could she like call Uber Eats or, or DoorDash yeah, or whatever? Yeah, she'd be fine and, to get it. Yeah. But uh, this is she had to walk in the beautiful sunshine on July Fourth to go get this one. <laughs> it really is amazing to see that because it's so common and it and it's just culturally popular. I just love the one the one who wants to live in a place with more poverty. <laughs> That's, you know, we just don't have enough poverty uh, for her liking yeah. in this country. And she wants to go to a place with more poverty. I think that's great. Because mm-hmm. who wants to live in a place that's doing well? Nobody. Nobody. So hopefully she'll be able to find a place like that. Is that- I, I got a couple of recommendations. but mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, you wouldn't want to go to any of them. No. But I would. The country no. of Europe is nice this time of year. I will say that. <laughs> I will say that. Oh, that's not a country. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, no, I really don't. That's well, a continent. Me, what do you mean? I'll give you a, a country you can go live <laughs> live in. Uh, Andorra. They said tiny countries in Europe, right? Oh, okay. Right. Andorra, mm-hmm. very nice place to go. There's a controversy going on there, though. Is that named after uh, Bewitched's <laughs> mom? Yes. Is that what that is? That is yes. Okay. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, the country of Andorra. <laughs> uh, lots of people from Spain are moving there. And what they're finding hmm. is, in fact, it's become one of the uh, a global uh, a global place for people who are like YouTube creators to go live because it's very, very pretty, very statuesque, Adora. sort of beautiful country. Mm-hmm. 
uh, near and and does not have the tax rates of Spain. So all these people who are like YouTube creators in Spain are all moving to Andorra because they're paying 10% income tax there. And the people in Spain are like all the media in Spain is wrecking them for moving there because they're like, you're abandoning us. You're not paying our taxes. You're making all this money on YouTube and you're paying the tax rate in Andorra. That's not right. And of course, Andorra also made it easier to get through the pandemic, not constant lockdowns and things like that. So people went there. Mm-hmm. And are enjoying their lives there. And it's like almost like there's this incredible idea where you'd have a global competition among countries to make people have the most uh, free life possible. And people would choose in that market where to go. As you see, mm-hmm. if you've watched the border anytime recently, you've seen a lot of people choosing the United States of America. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing now, Pat? On the July 4th weekend, what are we actually doing? We are going around to country after country and harassing them to keep their tax rates high so that people don't leave us and go to them. That's the Biden administration. They've created a global right. or, or uh, agreement. 130 countries are participating in this. All saying, hey, don't, rate, don't lower your, your corporate tax rate too much. Because if you do that, then people are going to leave us and they're going to go to you. And we don't want that to happen. So keep your rates high. Now, of course, most of the countries involved in the uh, agreement already have tax rates above this level, which I think is 15%, including us. Mm -hmm. We've obviously had rates much higher than that until recently. They're trying to reverse those right now. But places like Ireland are like, wait a minute. You want us to raise our corporate income tax so we can be in a global agreement that our citizens don't agree with, that our government doesn't agree with, so we can please the United States so they don't lose corporations to go to Ireland, which, by the way, we should just be out competing and winning. We're the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Make we like basically brought the free market to market. Yep. We should be able to outcompete Ireland for a business. Yep. Instead, we can't. Our argument now is to go to the world and tell them to keep their tax rates high. It's outrageous unbelievable it's outrageous uh we do have some good news though uh you know we just came off a a an independence day weekend and so there is some hope there are people who do appreciate this nation and maybe it's not the college students that go to georgetown and american university and they're taught to hate this country but how about uh ozzy Guillen, former professional baseball player from venezuela on MLB Network or no, he was on an interview with NBC Sports Chicago. Ozzy Guillen, and he's asked about becoming a U.S. citizen. Check this out. Uh, you became an American citizen. You were born in Venezuela and what yes. this country means to you. And it was, uh, got the date right here, January of 2006. That's when you became an American citizen. How about this day? What did that mean to you that day? Special. People, they don't know how hard that is. How many people die? How many people open the thing? How many people want to be American? It's a very honor for me to do that. Hey, you're really emotional right now. Why are you so emotional and cheering up out in that? Uh, Maybe cut back to the studio, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> opportunities, man. Opportunities. Opportunity opened the That's door great. for me. And being great, I've been living in this country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Give my family a great cause and open the door for them to be who they are. 
You didn't know that video was mm. coming. Maybe that caught you from my advice. Maybe that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, but I, I, know, I know Craig that often. I'm a very tough guy, but uh, seeing that. But he cries about becoming a U.S. citizen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, awesome. There, there's an, you know, that's an immigrant we want in this country. Somebody who appreciates it. Somebody who understands what America means to them. Somebody who chokes up just speaking about becoming a citizen. It's it's. That is great stuff. And when you're fleeing a place like Venezuela, it, it does cre- create a lot of emotion. Yeah. I mean, think of the life that he would have had had he remained there. And it's a totally different existence for him and his family. And this is this story is repeated all over the world. People come here and, you know, there, there's nobody better, man. I mean, like nobody appreciates this country more than someone coming here from Nigeria yeah. and, and trying to escape uh, the, 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 the the situation there to come to come see it here. Or How, people who've come from a former Soviet satellite oh, country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, or you've come here from Cuba. These are the people that understand uh, what America offers. It's so great. And unfortunately, our kids at Georgetown taking everything for granted. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, Did you save your 16 cents on your uh, 4th of July meal over the weekend? Well, I live in a red state, so it was only 14 cents saved. Yeah, we got screwed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sucks. An amazing wait I, I live at a red same one as you <laughs> so i i must have only saved 14 cents too i think it was the babylon b that said they're minting new joe biden 16 cent coins <laughs> to honor the 16 cents we all saved on july 4th which is pretty that's solid. funny mm-hmm. uh they're yeah they're always pretty solid uh so the other thing about the 16 cents is that uh supermarkets are stockpiling inventory because food costs have gone up so much uh, they're stocking up on everything from sugar to frozen meat before they get even more pricey. <clears throat> Girding for what some executives anticipate will be some of the highest price increases in recent memory. Your 16 cent savings is going to go away, even if, I mean, as if you had 16 cent savings. Some supermarkets say they're buying and storing supplies to keep their shelves full amid stronger demand. Grocery sales in the U.S. for the week ending June 19th rose about 15% from two years earlier. 15%. Uh, Stockpiling by food retailers is driving shortage of some staples, and that's driving up prices too. But uh, when you go to the supermarket, I I, I don't know where the Biden administration shopped to get that 16-cent savings. (laughs) Because uh, if you're buying meat... And meat was included. They they included some ground beef, but wow, where I shop, it's up a lot. Meat price, of course, you don't buy meat, so no, but the the household does for sure. And I mean, you can just tell all the prices are up. I mean, it's obvious. Gas prices are really noticeable. I mean, you notice that every single time you go to the I pump. Just filled up this morning, uh, seventy one dollars to fill my tank. <laughs> seventy one dollars. Oh God, that's just crazy. Seventy one dollars. Yeah. yeah. But I saved 16 cents last week when I bought, uh, you know, watermelon and... Uh, Did you, though? No, probably not. No, I probably didn't not. didn't seem like I saved 16 cents. It didn't. This isn't working out so well so far. It's, it's really it not. would be my summary of it. Uh, the whole Biden administration? Not thing? working out so well really? so far. It's yeah. kind of a radical statement. 
I mean, we had a couple hundred good years. Maybe this, you know, yeah, maybe we shouldn't get greedy. Of them. We shouldn't get greedy, right? This is too much. What do we expect? 245 more? I mean, come on. Come Let's on. just call it a day. Can't happen. Look back at our past and be happy. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.